Hey, Keisha. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You ready to get this party started? Yes. Okay. Um, still waiting on Carrie. We were able to get her set up earlier, but um, as we are, you know, continue to, I guess, go on if she catches in or come on in, then she'll come on in. But other than that, um, we're going to get started pretty soon. Okay. 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 So I know we had some, um, oh, first of all, welcome to audience. Hello, everybody. Hello. And yeah, go ahead and say hello, Keisha. Hey, it's Keisha. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know what? Before we even get into that, Keisha, tell me, how long have you been watching um, the CBS soaps? Um, so Young and the Restless, I would say I started at maybe six or seven because my grandmother used to watch me in the summer times and that's all she did was watch CBS shows all day long. So I watched all four of those soaps. Um, And then, so I've basically, I've been watching Bold and Beautiful from the beginning. Not that I remember a whole lot from when I was younger, but. Mm -hmm. That was how I got hooked on it was because of my grandmother. Really? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you are uh one of those, as they say, long haul die hard fans. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? It it's interesting as you you probably know and watching throughout the years that how you know, both of the soaps have evolved into of course where we are now in twenty twenty. But it's been a pretty interesting ride up and down. Um, we had our ups and we had our downs with both soaps, you know. So yeah. it was pretty, uh, it's been pretty interesting. Um, I do want to say condolences to the Bell family as uh, Lee Phillips Bell passed away this past week. And um, yeah, Laura Lee and her siblings lost their mom. I know they lost their dad Um and within the past, I think, 10 or 15 years, and now they just lost their mom. So I want to send out condolences to the family on that regard as well. So it's been a pretty interesting week. We're going to start out with The Young and the Restless first. And okay. this is recapping uh, February 24th week. Um, this past week has been crazy, as you probably noticed. As you probably <laughs> noticed. And... Um, it started out pretty much with Victoria. Um, I think the, the Friday before she was stabbed and as we know, she, um, was admitted to the hospital and put into an induced coma and things like that. And the family rallies around her, um, and everything, um, on that Monday. Let me ask you this. So I've been looking in the groups. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is that with Billy, because that's what we're going to start out with talking about Billy, Billy Abbott. Do you think mm-hmm. it was why? Do you think he had a right to go to the Victor Newman celebration, or do you think that he should have just stayed out of it? What's your thoughts? Um, I think he probably should have just stayed away. He's not a fan of Victor. There wasn't any real reason for him to be there, so. It was kind of, uh, it didn't really make sense to me that he showed up. I know, right? And the thing is, is that, you know, with with Billy, I mean, 
first of all, you didn't get an invite. <laughs> so right. that should have right. told you, you you shouldn't have been there, okay? And then second of all, um, when you get there, he started acting a fool. So he was loud yeah. was and he drunk? obnoxious. And, you know, I mean, Amanda tried to get, and we'll talk about Amanda in a minute, but Amanda yeah. tried to get him out of there and whatnot. And, um, <clears throat> you know, and then, of course, Victoria walked up on him, which, you know, of course, Ripley. Oh, gosh, Ripley. Really? Yeah. Um, mistaken <laughs> identity, <laughs> stabbed uh, Victoria. And then, okay, that's that kicks off the February 24th week. So we now at the hospital. And let me ask you this before we even go to the hospital scene. Do you think that um, Amanda should have followed him to the celebration? Should she just have let him go on his own? Or do you think she should have been his keeper and try to get him out of there? What do you think? Um, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, <clears throat> I can. I, I think she she cares about Billy. So I think that's why she followed him there to try to get him to leave peacefully mm -hmm. because I think he was was Billy drunk no actually or was he I, just I, no okay mm -mm. but go ahead okay I thought for some reason I thought maybe he was drunk so I, I kind of understand why she followed him there mm -hmm. um I probably if it was me if I was Amanda I probably would not have followed him because I wouldn't have wanted to be in the middle of whatever drama he may have caused um so I probably just would have let him go and maybe given somebody a heads up that I knew was going to be there, that Billy was coming to try to stop him at the door or maybe get him escorted out of there peacefully. Gotcha. But I don't know that I would have followed him there. Yeah. You know what? And that's the thing. I mean, it, it's, it was interesting how Amanda is the one to say, you know what, Billy, I'm done with you. Your behavior is erratic. And then you see this man and then you go follow him to the celebration, which of course led to all of the events that has happened yeah. up to the point where we're now at the hospital, you know, so which Ripley is following her, who Amanda is following Billy, who now trouble ensues that impact Victoria and the Newman family. So, yes. yeah, it, 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 but go ahead. I do. I will say, though, I don't. I know that this stemmed from Amanda and Billy having a friendship, mm -hmm. but it's not Amanda's fault Correct. that her ex is a lunatic. Correct. So I don't want it to, and I'm glad that they're not treating her that way as well. Right. Although they they seem to be putting the blame on Billy exactly. more than anybody. Exactly. You know, but I mean, there's some predisposed anger with the Newman family and Billy and all this is doing they're trying yeah. to attach their previous feelings to what's happening right now you know but like you just said and you made a great point is that there I mean she's just as a victim this guy if he had actually caught up with her he could have killed her too you know what I mean the actual right. person who was the intended target so you know yeah and I'm that's good that everybody's saying oh it's not your fault you know um, however, I just think that Amanda shouldn't, she needs to put some distance between her and Billy, you know, which I think on Friday's episode, mm, no, I better not speak in turn. I tend to try to stay ahead, but I ain't going to go there yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, okay. So we're now at the hospital and everybody's rallying, rallying around, um, Victoria. You got Nate, 
you got Elena that's trying to, you know, do the surgery and everything. Mm -hmm. What do you think about now Chelsea and Adam? They show up at the hospital together and Chelsea and Adam is looked at like they had, they kind of gave them a cold look like, what are you doing here? But they didn't stop them. Yeah. Do you think it was cool that, you know, Victor and Nick and Nikki didn't, you know, try to push Chelsea and Adam away? Um, I think that they were trying to be inclusive of them because that is uh, Adam's sister as well. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like Chelsea and Adam should have taken a little bit of a, I don't know, some type of cue for themselves to say, yeah, that's my sister, but we all know that we're not that close. So maybe I shouldn't show up right away. Maybe give them some time to to get, you know, whatever news they need to get from the doctors and then call or show up like later or the next day or something like that. I felt like that was too soon for them to be there. Oh, especially okay. Chelsea. Really? Okay. That's not, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's just me being But you know what? I think and you got a good point there, but I also think that Chelsea is there supporting Adam per se because who you don't yeah. know what Adam was going to walk into going into that hospital room, you know. And so Chelsea's like, you know, I I and this is just my you know, my thoughts is that, you know, maybe she was like, hmm, you know, I'll go with you to give you some moral support because I know how your family is and you might start some stuff, you know, whatever the situation may be. But I also can understand where you're coming from, where yeah. maybe it might be a little bit too soon, you know? So, yeah, because they're not, they're not close. They're not close. I guess is my thing. Mm -mm. They're not close at all. And from, the storylines that has had, you know, that has been going on since Adam came back last May of 2019, it, it's been some distance there. I mean, the thing is, is that, right. um, you know, Adam was pretty much waging war against the Newman family in the beginning. And then, of course, led up to Victor's, um, you know, changing of his medication and all that. So it's a lot of bad blood there. And yeah. to kind of flip it now where, you know, I'm going to be here. And then, you know, in crises, families tend to come together, too. So, you know, that's, yeah, that's a possibility true. as well, you know. So what do you think about, and kind of sticking with the Adam Newman thing, about his idea of working for the company? Do you think it was, too, like, like you say, too soon? Do you think it was too soon for... Yes. Okay, go ahead. I think okay. it was... I. I felt like that was a little too too soon, too insensitive for him to start talking about who's going to take Victoria's spot um, when Victoria was just, you know, attacked and in the hospital in a coma. To me, that to me, that looks like that's the only thing on his mind is, oh, man, Victoria is not she's not doing well. She can't run the company right now. This is my chance to step in and try to get my foot back in the door at Newman. And but you know what? I, it seems like a, a rewrite too, because remember when Adam came back, he told his pops, because that's how Victor got him to come back from Vegas to General City, was to say, "Hey, why don't you come in and step in?" And and Adam was like, "No, I don't want to be any part of your orbit." And now all of a sudden, you know, I want to work for you. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. 
You remember that last year? Yeah. 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 He goes back and they go back and forth. It's like at one turn, Adam wants um, Victor's approval. Mm-hmm. And then at another turn, he doesn't want anything to do with them. And it's like he it's like they go through phases of wanting to be in each other's lives. Yeah, I mean, it goes up and down. One moment, they're like kumbaya, and the next moment, they're on two sides of a battlefield. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's it, like you just said, you know, it's interesting that and it looks opportunistic, which is why he made yeah, that statement. You know, Adam was like, I'm not trying to make it look like I'm trying to, you know, jump in on an opportunity. But Adam, that's what it looks like. Yeah. You but know? I guess at the same time, Vic, there was also on Victor's mind that Victoria is in the hospital and she can't run the company. So it wasn't just Adam thinking about the company. Victor was also thinking about the company this early on. Yeah. And, and you know what? And he knew that Nick didn't want any parts of it because you know he's dealing with new hope and everything yeah but you know nick had a point now let me ask you about this nick said in and um and i think it was kind of toward the middle or the later part of this week he said to victor when it came out that he was looking at that opportunity after victor had sat down with adam and they kind of tossed it back and forth with each other nick said okay why can't you get one of the other people from the board of directors or the other VPs? And Victor said, mm-hmm. because they're not a Newman. Do you think it matters or should it be a Newman at the helm? No, I don't think it, I don't think that should matter. Okay. You don't bring in, so let's say Adam wasn't in the picture right now, within his next step be to put Abby in charge, who's never, I mean, she's worked at Newman, yeah, but she's never been in that type of C- a CEO position, not she doesn't have the experience that um, Victoria or Nick have. She doesn't have the experience of, I'm sure the other VPs of that company have. So it, to me, no, it doesn't make sense to put someone in charge of your company just because they're family. Which reminds me of I remember um, this was some years ago when. They put he put Nick in charge. I can't remember what was going on at the time, but this was when um uh what's his name when uh I want to say Malcolm, but not Malcolm, his brother that just passed away. Okay, Neil. Neil. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, this is when Neil was still working for Victor, and Victor was naming a new CEO, and he named Nick the CEO. Although, um, Neil had way more experienced than Nick did and Neil basically straight up said when he left the company which this was why he left was because he knew that he would never get any higher than what he was because he wasn't a Newman and Victor didn't dispute that claim because he was right mm-hmm. he's always going to keep his company and the family which I think that I don't think it makes any sense it should be the person that knows how to run it the best and just because Adam is his son to me doesn't mean that Adam should automatically get that spot. Well, uh, and you know what? Um, I've seen it also too, where a lot, you know, with this whole thing with generational wealth, the thing is, is that a lot of times families want to keep the business in the family by having the main, 
because I guess in some cases, like just say if the, a company go public, which was what happened to Jabot at one point. Remember, it was in the family's yeah. possession. And then when they took Jabot public, it was chaos because that means that anybody could come in, seize control, and then it goes haywire, which is, I think, what Victor reason is. But on the same tip, I do get what you're saying, because what if you don't have any qualified family members to take that position? Right. You know what I'm saying? So then they're just going to tank your company because exactly. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, so what do you do? You know, do you just keep it in the family yeah. just for namesake purposes, or do you switch it off to somebody else who actually has some experience of one of your VPs, one of your executive directors, or even getting an outside person who knows the business to actually take over? But in this particular story, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, and it's not like Victoria is going to be gone forever. She's just in the hospital for now. So I feel like whoever he puts in charge, I mean, have them sign a contract or I don't know, something that says I'm only in this position until Victoria comes back, you know, healthy and she's able to start running the company again. It doesn't mean that that he has to make Victoria give up the CEO title. Right, right. That makes sense, too. You know, and that's what Jack... <laughs> Jack was telling um, Adam when they sat had a sat down this past week and, you know, um, Jack was like, you know what? Hey, I have no problem. You know, I think it's a good idea. If you go, let Victor come to you about the position. But as soon as Victoria is healthy, you need to get out the way. You know, right. don't make it yep. look like you go up in there and you're trying to take over. And then when Victoria comes back, you don't want to let go. So, yeah, that kind of lines up with what you were saying. So what do you think, what do you think is going to happen once, let's say when Victoria gets healthy again and is ready to come back to the company, do you think it's going to be a situation of Adam trying to backdoor his way in to stay in that position? Or do you think it's going to be Victor who, like he's done to Victoria before, who sees how good of a job Adam is doing and then tells Victoria, we'll find you something different. I'm going to leave Adam in this spot. That would be interesting. It depends on which way they're going to go with the storyline. I mean, if they look like they're trying to clean up Adam. I mean, you know how they yeah. do the redeeming of the characters? Because yeah. they're trying to, you know, make him look like I've changed and all this. And, you know, they could always revert Adam back to the villain in this. Right. But it's going to be interesting. I don't think Victor is in retirement mode. I mean, as you see, he was answering calls when he was sitting down talking yeah. to Nick and he seemed like he was stressed. And they're still having Victor have this rare blood disease. So I don't see him per se. I just think that if they're going to create like some drama around this storyline, they might have either one or two ways this this can be a one way where um adam don't want to go and then there's a drag out fight with victoria on that or adam does extremely well and he's ready to walk away but victor don't want him to leave because he did so much better than victoria did so it could go one that's what i'm thinking that's what you thinking yeah that's what i think is going to happen yep and that would be a good storyline because if you know Adam come because remember Adam graduated from Harvard Business School. 
So, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I mean, Victoria and them, they were taught on the job, Victoria and Nick. Mm-hmm. And I think Victoria went to art, got a degree in art or whatever. But they don't have that business educated mind that Adam has. So if he comes in there and make a ton of money and create a lot of, um, you know, connections, new businesses they acquire or whatever, I mean, Victor could be like, oh, my God, you know, I don't I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, yeah, that would be a, I think that sounds like a good storyline to me. Yeah, I, I hope that they go that way, too. I hope they don't go back to making Adam the the uh, villain, the snake in the grass that's trying to undercut his dad and Victoria and take over the company. Exactly. Exactly. So let me ask you about this. Um, and we're still sticking with the Victoria and Billy and, and everything. Do you think that Billy should have been kept away from the hospital? Or do you think that he has every right to be there at the hospital? I think Billy has a right to be there because he he cares about Victoria. I mean, yeah, he is a screw-up, but he does care about Victoria. That's the mother of his children. And he's genuinely there to make sure that everything is okay. He's not there trying to cause problems. He didn't physically harm Victoria. So I think they're being hard on him. Right. And that's that predisposed anger that they have anyway. I mean, a lot of this is predicated, and I know I'm kind of backing up a couple of weeks, too, is that lie that Victor told. I, I, I mean, I don't know what you see it as, and you can tell me um, what you what your thoughts are, but that lie that Victor told, you know, um, Victoria, that somebody told him that him and Amanda has been in hotel room, in, in, in motels sleeping together, that they're having an affair. And of course, yeah, I didn't think that was fair. I didn't either, you know, because the thing is, it's like she was open to saying, okay, let me work it out with him with the kids. Let me see how this is going. You know, I don't think she was ready to jump back into a relationship with him, but she still kept that door open for him to have a, you know, a relationship with his kids. And when Victor kind of dropped that bombshell, you know, like, wow. She was like, you know what? Nope, I'm done. It's over. It's a wrap. If he wants to see them kids, he got to come to the ranch. You know, and I don't know if you've noticed, but what, I mean, go ahead. What, what's your take on that? I agree. I think it's, she's, all of her anger right now is based off of a lie from Victor. Yep. From believing that Billy was having an affair, which he wasn't. He wasn't. Like him and, him and Amanda were straight up friends. They never even kissed each other or anything. Unless I miss something. I I don't remember seeing anything. If there's somebody in the audience who will listen to the podcast, shoot over a message if you saw something that we might have missed with Amanda and and Billy. But I don't remember any intimate situations with the two of them. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Amanda had, had always kept it at you and I are just friends and nothing more because he was he's he was married or I guess they weren't married, but they were in a committed relationship. In a committed relationship. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like the way Victor and Nikki and how all of them are treating um, Billy is wrong. I, I feel bad for him. Yeah, me too. You know, and, and I mean, it's, it's killing him because he is part of him. I think, you know, going back to the whole DID storyline where, 
you know, he was going through this thing with trying to kill Adam, even though he might think he's 100% recovered, there's still parts of that that's still in him. However, there's other parts of him that see himself as, you know what, I ain't got to live for nobody else. I need to make my own decisions. I want to be happy in my right. own way. So I see those things too, but everybody wants yeah. to, you need to go see a therapist. You need help. You need this. And he's like, some of the stuff that Billy's talking about, he's living in his truth. There are yeah. some reckless parts to Billy, but there are some other parts that he's like, you know what, I'm going to live life on my own terms, which in the, yeah. in that aspect, I do agree with him on that. You know what I mean? I mean, what yeah, are I do too. I, I agree with that too. And I I do feel like um I know Victoria was, you know, trying to help, but I feel like sometimes she can be a little too controlling. Absolutely. And I think she does that because of her of her father. Mm-hmm. The way her father sees Billy. He you know, he can't stand Billy. So I think she tries to control the things that Billy does to keep her father from being on Billy's back because he's not satisfied with the the type of person Billy is. So I think that's where that comes from. And it hurt. It, it puts a a dent in their relationship because Billy knows that. Mm -hmm. And did you remember uh, last month? I think it was early part of the month when him and when Billy and Victoria were kind of going back in a conversation about everything Billy was like, how is it that your dad can do all types of things and he's easily forgiven? But me, it's a different yes. story. Yeah, and he's right. And he's right. He's, he is so He is right. Victor has done some horrendous things to people. And time and time again, Victoria has forgiven him. But let it be Billy. Uh, and I mean, yeah, she's forgiven Billy too, but it's like Billy is the worst person on the face of the earth when he messes up. Exactly. Or you need to go and to counseling. It's the same with Abby. What'd you say? And it's the same with Abby. Abby is quick to forgive um, Victor, but anybody else, it, they're just, they're a horrible person that deserves to be punished. Exactly. You know, and it's just interesting. I was, when I heard that statement, I, I was clapping my hands like, woo, you know, I mean, because right. he made so much sense. How come when your dad does bad things, you don't tell him to get up, you need to go see a counselor, you need to go get some help. But as soon as he does right. something, oh my God, it, the world has come to an end. Oh, you need to go see a counselor, go get yourself some help, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so Billy was like, no, nah, you know, I mean, how you, how are you going to treat me that way? So, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And then as we were just talking about this past week, cause Victor did it again. When let's talk about now when Victoria had woke up on, did she wake up on Friday? I think it was Friday. Yeah. Okay. And, um, I don't know. Let's see. Do. Okay. So do you think that, she has the right to know what happened and that because I think um, she thinks that Billy is the one that stabbed her but the family don't want to tell her do you think she has a right to know yeah definitely mm -hmm. I don't know why they wouldn't tell her what happened yeah that, I, and I don't know if it's a timing issue maybe they feel that oh you know you don't need to know but I really do think that she she should know. Yeah.
I guess I guess I didn't take it so, as she thought. Go, um, go ahead. I, I didn't take it as she thought Billy did something to her. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe she was just telling Billy to get away from her because she knew that her and Billy had broken up and they weren't on good terms anymore. Okay, gotcha. I don't I mean I don't know for sure that that's why she treated him like that, but that's what that's what I was assuming. I didn't think that she thought Billy had harmed okay. her somewhat. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's 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 pretty interesting. I want to see how this all unfolds in the upcoming weeks um mm-hmm. in regards to what they're going to do with this and her job and how the, you know, Adam and um you know, Victor and all of them are going to deal with this situation, especially with putting somebody in that position and everything. So let's kind of switch gears over to um, Phyllis and mm-hmm. Abby. So yes. as we now have seen, um, <laughs> lawsuits have popped up this week, and we know who's behind mm-hmm. that, okay? Lawsuits mm-hmm. has popped up this week in regards to the Grand Phoenix and <clears throat> Um, and it's all due to, you know, originally Phyllis. And I'm going to ask you a question about this whole Vegas thing, because I know this came out the previous week, which leads into this week with Phyllis and her her schemes. But mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you this. Do you think that what had happened with Chance and Adam in Vegas was such a big secret? Um. This seemed to be a big secret, the really? way that the way that Adam and Ch- you you mean the incident where Chance um, killed somebody? Yeah, well, or was it Adam that killed somebody? Well, okay, so <coughs> the secret that came out from the from the storyline that has been dragging on since last year um, was yeah. that Adam uh, killed or you know, killed the person that was trying to attack um, Chance while he was working undercover. But at the same time, even though it looks like self-defense, the thing is they carry on a secret to this woman's, to this man's wife that, and I guess she finally found out, and I could be wrong, but it seems that they're paying her to keep quiet about the fact that they did this to her husband. Okay. And yeah. that of course is what Phyllis found out. And she was trying to blackmail both of them. And then especially trying to get to Abby because, you know, Chelsea was like, okay, fine here, take my shares. I'm out of here. But yeah. with Abby, it was more of, you know, I want this hotel. If, if you don't give me this hotel, then I'm going to blow you know, blow this secret wide open on your boyfriend, Chance. So, I mean, do you think part of this was self-defense? And then the other part, go ahead. Yeah, Chance has always been like a stand-up, honest guy, so I believe him when he says it was self-defense, but the fact that I'm guessing the authorities don't know what happened, if they're paying off this man's wife to keep quiet, um, yeah, that that would be a big deal because Chance is a he's law enforcement. Mm-hmm. So on top of him covering up a murder, or I guess not not necessarily a murder because it was self defense, but him covering up the way this man died. Yeah, that 
they probably would both be in jail right now at Phyllis or if Phyllis decided to go to the cops with what she knows. Which I don't believe Phyllis would do it. I think she's bluffing. I don't think that she would turn in Chance and, and Adam for it. Okay. But Okay. Well, you know, um, like you say, I mean Phyllis I think like you just said, her bark is stronger than her bite. She's all bark and no bite sometimes. And um the thing is is that you know with Phyllis she she can come across confident strong and try to scare you mm-hmm. Abby on the other hand I mean she's looking at Abby like this weak little rich girl trust fund baby who you know she's not smart enough to take the great Phyllis Summers on you know what I mean but I, I kind of mm-hmm. think that Abby gave her a run for her money. You know. Um, yeah, she did. She, you know, it it wasn't as easy as Phyllis thought. Do what do you think about the end? The end goal with what happened with um with what what happened with uh, Abby buying the hotel across the street. I thought it was pretty funny, <laughs> and I'm not. So here's the thing: is I like. Phyllis. I've always liked Phyllis mm-hmm. because she was, I, I have a tendency to root for kind of like the bad guy, underdog um, characters mm-hmm. on the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, these past few years, Abby has worked my nerves. I just felt like she's been very um, arrogant and up on a high horse when it came to um, summer um, and really, just anybody that she doesn't approve of, she's all she just she's just come off as arrogant to me. But Phyllis has been so bitter and just, um, I don't know. She's been she's just been very bitter and vindictive these past several months. So it's it's been getting on my nerves. So it was kind of uh, it was kind of funny to see Abby kind of give her a taste of her own medicine by saying okay I'll let you buy these shares for me oh but by the way I bought the property across the street from you and my hotel is going to be bigger and better than yours so good luck with your hotel right (laughs) good luck with your good luck in the future with this hotel because mine is going to outshine your hotel but you know what Abby made a point too she said what I'm leaving behind is a hotel that's riddled with history because the Zoe yeah. drug thing happened, you know, the one the back in the fall, and then the Simon Black thing happened, and then you know, of course, she threw these bogus lawsuits on the, on the Grand Phoenix. So it was like Phyllis was looking like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, she was. I got out. Yeah, so it'll be it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Phyllis digs this hotel out of the the dirt with all the you know the the bad things that have been happening exactly you know it's it's going to be real interesting on um and on how she does that because i mean abby is absolutely right it's way too much history that's going on you know in regards to all the drama that's been happening i mean it was interesting that phyllis said to abby a couple days prior 
you know, you should be ready to unload this thing because it has a, had all this bad stuff has happened, but you want it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So how are you telling her, yeah, you need to get rid of it because all this stuff is happening over here, but at the same time, you want it back. And, you know, granted, part of Phyllis's story was correct about the fact that it was her brainchild, but what she said about how Adam took it from her, that's not completely accurate because Adam gave Phyllis a lot of time to come up with, what was it? $27 million or something. Mm -hmm. He, he gave her. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I was just going to say, I I also liked how Amanda kind of stayed neutral, even though her and Phyllis were friends, she was still kind of honest about with Abby about how to handle the situation, mm-hmm. how she was saying, um, if this hotel is truly something that you love, then is it worth all the heartache to go back and forth with Phyllis mm-hmm. just so you can keep your half of it? Exactly. And she was also honest with, with Phyllis about how she was handling the situation. So I don't understand why people don't like Amanda. I like her. I don't have a problem. I'm glad to see Michelle Morgan back. Honestly, you me know, too. I, I want to make sure, I, I'm hoping that they make sure, I should say, that they give her some good storylines to work with. But, yeah, I don't have a problem with Amanda. I mean, if you guys out there, you know, um, post a message, send us a voicemail in regards to, you know, what your thoughts on, on Amanda. But it's 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 good to see that she's back. I just think that they need to give her some good meaty storylines to, to, you know, to work with. What do you think about having yeah. Michelle Stafford back? Um, so I I loved Michelle Stafford um, when she was Phyllis before, but I also liked um, Gina. Gina. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like it's it's a win win, which everyone is playing Phyllis because I like both actresses. I liked Gina before she um, when she was um, was it as the world turns that she was on before. She, yeah, she was also, she had came off a of general hospital too, I think. Okay, I didn't, I didn't watch that one. Yeah. But she was, I want to say she she was Dinah mm-hmm. on As the World Turns or Guiding, I can't remember which um, soap that was on. But I liked her character on there too. She was, she was, uh, she was a good actress and she played Thomas well, which considering she was um, coming in behind Michelle. Like mm-hmm. she had some big shoes to fill, and I I thought that she did it well. So I was sad to see her go, but I was also happy to see Michelle back. Mm-hmm. So it's like either way it goes. If Gina ends up again, I'll still be happy with that. I like the way she played her before. Okay, yeah. I mean, I was I, like I, I kind of had the same sentiments as you when Michelle had left. You know, whatever had happened behind, you know, behind the scenes, you know, it is what it was. But on screen, you know, it was great to have her. And I'm like, oh, my God, who are they going to get to fill Michelle Stafford's shoes? And then when they brought on Gina Tanani, I was like, okay, let's see what she can do. And after she, her acting was freaking awesome. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm sold. (laughs) She had chemistry with a lot of people. She had chemistry with Nick. She had chemistry with Jack. She had chemistry with Billy. She had chemistry with a lot of people. And she brought that same fire that Phyllis Summer 
was supposed to have with that character. So, you know, it's just interesting what they're going to do now that Michelle is back and give her just like they bought the other. It's two Michelle, Michelle Morgan and Michelle Stafford. They're both yeah. Michelle's back, what they're going to actually do and give them some meaty storylines. So, okay. So what do you think about how they did this storyline with Devon getting his money back? I did not understand the <laughs> point of that whole, the way that whole storyline it just didn't make any sense to me. There was nothing really that happened from it other than um, what's his name, Leaving. What's his name? Uh, his brother-in-law. You're talking about, uh, um, about Kane. You're talking about Kane, uh, yeah. Uh, Daniel that was the, Yeah, that was the only thing that came out of that whole storyline was he ended up leaving the show. Yeah, pretty much. And you know what? It, so it, it was, why did the, Go ahead. I was just going to say it was just that storyline was stupid to me. Yeah, it, it was crazy because when they enacted the storyline itself, you know, I mean, back at last summer, it was like, what do you mean contest the will? We're six years, because by that time, you know, I mean, Catherine had left the money behind in 2013 That when that storyline, you know, um, ended with him becoming a billionaire. She left that money in 2013 and fast forward six years later, oh, it's a, it's a lie. And then come to find out, they thought Amanda was behind it when she came to town as an attorney. And then turn around, they bought Colin into this, and then Colin goes yeah. and run, and then Kane follows Colin, and then of course Kane never comes back. And then now, oh, guess what, Devon here, Colin just sent you a cryptic message with bank account overseas bank account number and put what was it, two billion dollars in there? Is that what? Yeah, it was like two point four billion. Yeah, two point four yeah. billion. <laughs> So he gave him his money back after he realized how much trouble he was in. Basically. Exactly. exactly. I just think that they so. wanted to put an end to that storyline because it was going nowhere. It's like, you know what? Let's just get Devon his money back and let's keep it moving. Because the other part right. that is unrealistic to me is when Devon said, you know what? Just let it go. And it was like this dude yes. committed a crime. <laughs> right. Devon, of all people, I was surprised that he just let it go that easy and didn't want like didn't want Colin's head on the platter. Yeah. The way he went after Lily. And I know that somebody taking your money is different than somebody being responsible for your wife's death. But right. how relentless he was with his own sister. But then he just let Colin go after he put him through all I that know, heartache right? with, with the money was that was weird to me. That that was crazy because there's no way, and especially how he hired he had Victor to help him. He hired yeah. Chance. He was so angry. He was blaming Amanda. This is your fault. I'm going to yeah. send And then you find out, you got your money back, and you find out Colin was behind the whole thing. And then you're like, eh, just let him go. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It made I, no sense whatsoever. It made no sense. So I don't know if they just got tired of the storyline and wasn't going anywhere and they just like, you know what, let's just write it to end it and let's move on. So that's the only thing I can yeah. think of. Um, we also saw this week Jill and Kevin and Chloe. I, I, mm-hmm. Do you think they should have bought Kevin and Chloe back? 
I wish that they would have brought them back with a good storyline because I always liked Kevin and Chloe. Okay. I was sad when they um, left the show. So I don't know. I don't know what kind of storyline they can give them, but they need to spruce it up with them, with those two. But you know what? It's going to be kind of hard because Elizabeth Hendrickson, who plays Chloe, she's actually pregnant in real life and she's getting up there pretty soon. She should be delivering. So she probably even won't be on screen often enough until after the delivery of her baby. So I don't know how they're going to do this. I guess they're going to just pop. Kevin looked like he might stick around because he's trying to help Chance with Phyllis, I think. Uh, with yeah. this whole thing with Phyllis, but you know, uh, maybe we won't see as much Chloe as often. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, well, so maybe maybe they haven't done much with her storyline because she's pregnant. So maybe after she has the baby and is done with her maternity leave, mm-hmm. maybe then they'll do something with her story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would make sense. It'll probably. I'm sure it'll probably have to do with. Uh, um, Adam in some way because she still hates him. Right, exactly. So she takes her little shots at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So you know we'll see how that goes. And then we had Jill pop in for a minute trying to talk to Billy and come up with this new position of his. He does not want any part of anything. He got mad at Jack too. Yeah, he, he doesn't. <laughs> yep, he did. <laughs> Yeah, he got really annoyed with Jack. <clears throat> yeah, you know, Jack was like, but, you know, everything is not about you, you know, but go ahead. Yeah, um, no, I was just going to say, I can, uh, I can understand, I don't know. I kind of, I have a little bit of a soft spot for Billy because I feel like mm-hmm. he's always had a hard, um, a hard time in some way, whether it was with his relationships or with, um, his jobs, mm-hmm. like it's all. I feel like Billy just can't catch a break, for right? And I think Jason Thompson is doing an excellent job. I at first I thought I was going to. I didn't know what Jason Thompson was going to do in regards to this. Um, Billy Miller was my favorite Billy before he left, and you know he popped on to another soap at the time because him and yeah. Victoria had Billy Miller and Amelia Hindley had so much chemistry as Billy and Victoria. Yes, they did. You know. He was my favorite Billy. Yeah. But Jason Thompson, he's doing an excellent job on whatever they're giving him. You know, I mean it's they're really dragging him right now, but Jason Thompson is yeah. hanging in there acting his butt off when it comes to this. So that was cool. And then the final topic this week before um we move on to the to bold is Mariah Tessa and the bar lady <laughs> and oh yeah we didn't you know what I meant to mention we got a little bit of Summer and Kyle this week and a little bit of Theo and and Lola but it wasn't much to talk about so yeah. I don't want to yeah not really yeah but um it, I, can I say one sure. thing though <laughs> I liked when um Theo said to Lola um hold on I wrote it down so I thought it was kind of it was kind of sweet when he said, um, "Let's see. After you have, after you come up from air, let me take you out." So it wasn't mm-hmm. like he was trying to pounce on her immediately. Immediately, he's like, 
when you're comfortable and when you're ready for it, I'd like to take you out on a date. And I thought that was cool that 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 they're not having them jump into something right now. You know what? They're doing the opposite of what a lot of people expected because there was this storyline with, you know, the four of them. And of course, you know, Lola and Kyle, you know, they're getting a divorce or annulment or whatever yeah. the situation is. But everybody expected, even the characters, I mean, Summer and I think even Mariah at one point, it was waiting for Theo, like you said, to pounce onto Lola. And he was like, you know what, when you ready, you know, and everything dust is settled. You know, if you want to go on a date, and I thought that was so cool, which is the opposite of yeah. what Summer and and Kyle did. They haven't even signed divorce papers, and they already making plans and showing up in public. Yeah, you know, because remember, I said so. The, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. You, remember go at the event last week, you heard Devon tell Elena, "What's up with Summer and Kyle? Are they back together? Where's Lola?" You know, it was too quick. Yeah. It was too quick. Yep. Oh, but go ahead. What you were about to say? I was going just gonna say the whole the the thing that annoyed me about that whole situation. Um, so I was never really a big Lola and Kyle fan because I always felt like Lola gave Kyle a hard time Correct. about being rich. Me too. He could. It was like he couldn't do anything right. So I never f- really felt like they were a good match. But um, when they finally allowed them to be together they only allowed them to be married for a few months and then this happened. So it was almost pointless of all of the drama that they went through to be together. They get married and the writers keep them married for a handful of months and then they break them up only to put him back with Summer. It's like did you guys have to put them through the whole marriage thing to even do this? I just felt like it was a waste. I wish they would have left them married at least for give them a year before this happens you know what I mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and I just you know felt what? like they rushed it all and it was I don't know it, yeah I mean honestly I there are there is a Lola and Kyle fan base out there I mean if you look at I think it's Soap Opera Digest and when they rank the couples on the soaps they always stayed in mm-hmm. the top five so there is a Lola and Kyle fan base the thing is, yeah. is that like you just said with Lola, there was some hot, the expectations, you know, don't spend this much money. I don't want this purse. It costs too much. I mean, when you, and that, and I think that's why uh, Lola and Theo connected because they come from a background that you had to work toward what you want versus <laughs> Summer and Kyle come from Newman and Abbott families. So it was like right. I can hand you. I mean, I can show you how to work for Jabot and you'll uh, and you'll get a cushy title. Or with Summer, you know, she's been working back and forth between Newman and Jabot. Whereas, you know, Lola had her food truck. She worked hard to get where she was. Right. So the value of money is different with Lola and Theo. And not saying that you know Summer and Kyle don't value money. It's just that they look at it differently. So. You know, yeah. and they that's why I, I agree with you. I think Theo has more chemistry with Lola than Kyle ever did. Kyle and Summer has the chemistry because, number one, they got history and they know what that lifestyle is like. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I totally get you on that. But um, 
What do you think about, do you think Mariah jumped to conclusions too quickly about the whole thing with um, Tessa and Tanner? When, you know, him being, you know, showing up with no shirt on screen and answering her phone and stuff like that. So I think um, I think he is doing too much. I mean, why would you show up in a FaceTime with no shirt on <laughs> exactly. while your ex-wife is talking to her girlfriend? Like that was doing too much. And also answering her phone was he didn't. Why are you answering her phone? You don't need to be doing that. But Mariah is clearly insecure. Yeah, absolutely. Like even before that happened, she was she was already insecure because of her um, her past. Uh, issues with with them she she doesn't she doesn't truly she doesn't fully trust her Mm -mm. and she has reason to not fully trust her but she keeps giving her chance after chance but then she she exposes that she is insecure about their relationship so it's like either you're going to have to trust her or you're going to have to give the relationship up because i mean the the way that she uh, slammed her laptop down when she was talking to her after the the phone call when he showed up in the picture with the with you know shirtless mm-hmm. obviously she had a problem yeah yeah so do you think that Tessa should have been a lot stronger with Tanner and say you know don't answer my phone anymore or yeah. you know when I'm talking to Mariah's you know but out of our conversation right kind of put some some boundaries around tanner to say look when i'm dealing with mariah i want you look and i know you're trying to be friendly with the both of us but you know give me some space when it comes to her yeah she definitely needs to set some boundaries with him um considering that mariah doesn't know tanner exactly you know she she doesn't have a relationship or a friendship with him so him butting into their convos and answering her phone and thinking that he can just walk around shirtless um, around Tessa isn't, that's, that's kind of, that's not fair yeah. to Ryan. Yep. 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 So look like that's the recap for the week of February 24th. We kind of, <coughs> we've unpacked a lot of stuff, didn't we? I mean, it was pretty interesting yeah. week. Um, the only other couple small things, it looks like Dina is not getting any better. Of course, with her condition, it's not one that mm-hmm. you usually can recover from anyway, but it's getting worse. So it looks mm-hmm. like, you know, the Dina character may be slowly, you know, going um, in a different direction. And then the other thing is Chelsea's decision. Um, she's thinking about starting her new fashion line or whatever. So we're going to see where that goes. Yeah. Um, yep. A couple things coming up on the March 2nd week. Um, and I'm not going to give away too many spoilers and I won't say any names. Um, there's a couple challenges that are presented. It's coming up. Um, somebody uncovers a stunning discovery about their relationship. Um, look like one couple that made that we actually thought that wasn't going to be a couple they are probably going to start discussing their connection so look out for that and um and guess who that is yeah so we won't say (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna gonna let you guys see that on the next week's episode of the young and the restless so 
that's what I have. Do you have any more things for Y&R before we move on to Bold and Beautiful? Um, nope, I don't think I have anything to add. You're good? Yeah, I think I'm good on that one. Okay, all right. So we're now moving into the week of February 24th in regards to Bold. And I love, I mean, granted, this man is a villain. And Matthew Atkinson is acting his butt off as Thomas Forrester. He is. No, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what do you think about him, uh, Keisha? He he is doing a great job as Thomas, and it's funny because I wouldn't, I I can't picture the last two guys who mm-hmm. played Thomas. I can't picture either one of them being as devious as Matthew Atkinson is. Mm-hmm. So, if they had brought back um, the last actor, I can't think of his name. Is it is it Pierce? Yeah, Pierce Foldman, I think, or some Pierce from Pearson Fold, I think his name. Yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't picture him. I couldn't picture him being evil Mm-mm. like this, like Matthew Atkinson is. So I think he's doing a great job as Thomas. You know what, Matthew Atkinson is—he's a dark actor. I mean, I've seen him on movies like uh, on Lifetime, on the Lifetime Movie Network, okay. and he plays those dark type roles. I mean, even when he was Austin on The Young and the Restless, he played Summers. Mm-hmm. Um, boyfriend husband actually um yeah he, he was pretty dark on there when he was dealing with um phyllis's sister i forgot that girl name but oh yeah when he tried to mm-hmm. kidnap her and all that type of stuff so matthew atkinson is he's an awesome actor i mean people hate him and obviously yep. if they hate him meaning the character they he's doing a good job he's doing a good job. right so on monday um uh Thomas basically was and it's only been two storylines this week with Bold. So I mean this mm-hmm. one is not gonna be like with Young and the Restless where you can break up four or five different storylines and talk about it. It's only been two. It's only been the whole Thomas Hope and Zoe thing, and then the other storyline has been Sally's illness. So yeah, we're gonna talk about the whole Thomas, Zoe and um Hope scenario. Um, looked like on Monday when we came, uh, when the show came back on, there was a proposal plan and well, a birthday party, I should say. And, um, the birthday party was for Zoe. And of course mm-hmm. he wanted to make sure that Hope was there. Vinny was there and Vinny was not happy not per se of how he was messing with Hope, but how he was using Douglas. What's your thoughts? Yeah. Um, about Vinny or the way he's using Douglas? Douglas. I don't. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's wrong for him to. He's basically emotionally abusing his son right now by making him think that Zoe is going to take. Um, Hope's spot as his mother. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah that that part of it, it's uh it's disappointing that he's using Douglas in that way, and I'm hoping that Vinny will speak up and say something to somebody. Okay. Um, 
But at the same time, if Douglas is his only key to um, thinking he can get Hope to marry him and to be in a relationship with him, it's obvious. It, it's it's obvious that that's what he's doing. All Hope has to say, because she knows she don't want to be with Thomas. Right. All she has to say to Douglas is, "I, you know, I love you. I'm always going to be here for you. I'm I'm your mother." Um, but your father and I will never ever be together. Your father is marrying Zoe, or your father, you know, is in a relationship with Zoe. I will eventually find someone else, or Liam and I will will get back together. You're going to have to deal with the fact that we are going to be, we're not going to be together. We're going to be in different relationships, but we're still going to be here for you. Yeah, I mean, it's she hasn't said that yet. Said that. I mean, and and the thing is, I'm wondering because okay, I don't know if you remember at the birthday party, uh, Zoe's birthday party, when her girlfriends, meaning Zoe or coworkers, was talking about, oh my God, look at the earrings, blah blah blah, and the hope is standing behind her, watching all mm-hmm. of this with, and I don't know if I want to call it mild jealousy, but there's some parts of yeah. hope that I just really does do you really not want Thomas or are you just addicted because sometimes what happened and I don't know and I mentioned this before in a different scenario um having a conversation with some folks was that I don't know if you remember um family matters and when Steve Urkel used to come after Laura Laura Winslow she couldn't stand him. Oh, go home, get out of here. Da, 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 da. As soon as he switched over, as he got older and dated My- uh, Myra, yes, then Lord, Laura Lord was had- like, "Oh, well, what about me?" Yep. So I think yep. for all those years, Laura got addicted to the attention from Steve. But when mm-hmm. his attention shifted, she was like, "I'm missing this." He used to be obsessed with me, so I'm wondering if it's the same scenario. You know, I mean, Thomas, even though he's still obsessed, he actually was more direct with his obsession. And now he didn't kind of pull back and he's putting all his focus and kissing Zoe in front of her and all this stuff. Does she really yeah. want him or is she just missing the attention? What you think? I, that's what I, I can't tell. I can't tell if she is, if it's genuinely just her being annoyed. Um because Douglas was in the room when he kissed Zoe mm-hmm. or if it's that she's not getting all that attention that she used to get from Thomas anymore. I think it might be a little bit of both because I, there's been times where Douglas hasn't been around and he'll say something about Zoe or it'll be him and Zoe and she's got this annoyed look on her face like maybe she's a little bit jealous. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell with her. And and that's the thing with him. Thomas, you know, I mean, everybody, I mean, Brooke, obviously, Brooke and, and Liam obviously knows that this, that Thomas is not done with what his plan is. They just don't know what his plan is. But part of yeah. the problem that Liam and Brooke doesn't realize is that you need to talk to Hope, too, because she's the one signed up to work with him. She's the one that's putting herself in Thomas's orbit. She's the one that's also raising his son with him. So at what point do you make her? She can't be naive all the time. Some of these decisions are Hope's decisions. So where do you exactly. kind of draw the line with Hope saying, look, I know we can blame Thomas for this, but 
you got some issues in here too, which you keep coming around this dude. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like adopting his son. Exactly. You know, if you wanted this man out of your life so bad, he was such a danger. Why on earth would you want to adopt his kid and insert yourself in his orbit? Exactly. Now you have to deal with him. I mean, and and, and it's not like, because originally, remember, they were going to, Brooke started all this with, oh, I'm going to file for full custody. And then when that didn't work, and yeah. you know, then Hope jumped on that bandwagon and wanted to do shared custody and then try to prove him unfit until the whole acid in the vat thing happened. And then she was like, okay, I'll back off. We can share custody. But right. at what point do you hold some accountability on hopes you jumping all over Thomas for this stuff which he has some accountability in this but hope got to get some too (laughs) yes one of my favorite things um this was months months ago um when they had first found out that Thomas knew about the baby about Beth Mm -hmm. one of my the one of my favorite lines was from Eric when because you know Brooke always goes and runs to Eric right. um, when she wants to complain about something. And she went over there to complain about Thomas and how he manipulated Hope and how he manipulated um, this whole situation and lied and he's dangerous and blah, blah, blah. One of the things that Eric said to her was Hope has some responsibility in this too because she made the decision to marry Thomas. Exactly. Nobody forced her to do it. Mm-hmm. And Brooke, did, Brooke couldn't say anything. She had this look of shock and surprise on her face that Eric that Eric would say that, which I was shocked too because normally Eric is is all whatever Brooke is complaining about and um you know whatever whatever is going on with Brooke, Eric has always been like her backup. Mm-hmm. He has always been the one that has agreed with everything that she said and done. So that kind of took me by surprise that he actually said hope owns some responsibility in a situation that she helped cause because she agreed to marry thomas thomas didn't make her marry him exactly it was her decision but you know have you noticed too that both liam and brooke when it comes to hope they make the excuse that oh she's being manipulated oh you know yes yeah she's she's being nice she's being manipulated and it's like okay how long are you are you guys going to give her a pass with the whole right. idea that she's not thinking straight. She's making decisions. If she's not thinking straight, then why is she taking care of her, of this boy? I mean, right. the other thing is, is that this whole fascination about we don't want to abandon Douglas. Douglas is a forester. Douglas has a family. Exactly. <laughs> and he, I mean, and yep. even if, you know, not just the Forrester family that's in California. You got Caroline's moms, and and yeah. you got Bill Spencer. He's a Spencer. He's a Forrester. Right. He got family. You know. Yeah. He had plenty of people to help take care of him. She didn't need to do that. Nope. 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 And for some reason, up until up until um, Liam proposed to her. Mm-hmm. and gave her that ultimatum of it's either me or Douglas basically that's when Brooke made that's when Brooke started the started feeling the um well maybe maybe um you adopting Douglas wasn't a good idea um you need to be with your family you need to be with Liam and Ben but before that 
she was like gung ho about Hope having custody of Douglas. It was basically her idea. It was her she idea. She was the one exactly. That, she was the one that drew up those papers. She was the one that was so forceful about her getting custody of that little boy. And then all of a sudden, because Liam doesn't want anything to do with it, which he had already told them before, this isn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. But now that it's become an ultimatum with either you we're getting married or you have to give up custody um of Douglas. Now now Brooke thinks that it's a it was a bad idea for her to do. And it's like, how were you not thinking this before? Exactly. Exactly. I think because originally Brooke's idea was like I said, full custody to take that yeah. boy completely away from him. And then when when Hope came in with the sheriff custody, that kind of threw a, a, a monkey wrench into Brooke's plan because now she's got to be joined at the hip with being a co-parent with Thomas, which now Brooke is like, dang, okay, this didn't go the way I planned this. Now, I just think Hope yep. needs to get out of this situation. You know, yep, It backfired. It backfired, exactly. You and know, even... Mm-hmm. And I feel like even if it would have the plan was to get full custody, you are still married to that man's father. That's true. So Thomas still was not going to be completely out of your life. Exactly. Yeah, you would have had control over what his son can do, but you're still they they are still in Thomas's life because Tom there she's married to Rich. So Thomas wasn't going to be completely gone. They just weren't. He just wasn't going to have control over Douglas. Exactly. Exactly. So, and we know Thomas just wasn't going to go away quietly. Even if, even if that full custody thing would have worked out, Thomas would have, it would have been even more of a reason for Thomas to insert himself in their lives and to, to make trouble for them. Exactly. Because now you've taken my son from me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you are absolutely correct because if, whether it's shared custody or sole custody, Thomas was going to be around in that whole orbit of things anyway. You wasn't going to be yeah. able to just extract Thomas out of, you know, his son's life. It, it just wasn't going to happen, whether it was from a distance or as a co-parent. So uh, she just didn't think this through. And like you just said, it blew up in her face. Yep. So um, going back to the whole thing with Zoe, there's been a lot of commentary on Zoe about why she's going along with Thomas because some people, and you know, I mean, people, when it comes to emotions and love and feelings and things, sometimes people have unique ways of dealing with things. It might not be as simple to us unless you're in the Mm -hmm. situation, but a lot of people are saying, how can Zoe be that dumb? How can she be that stupid? That man never told you I love you until you blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because that brings us to the proposal. So, I mean, even after the um, the birthday party, now we got a proposal on our hands. <coughs> and, you know, I mean, even Eric and Ridge is like, what you doing? Are you sure? Or is right. this about something else? And, you know, I'm, of course... Thomas put on a defense mechanism. I mean, what do you think about how fast this is moving? Do you think Zoe should see the signs or is she just in love? She should definitely see the signs, but I think she just wants to be accepted because of all of the drama that she helped cover up with the babies. That's true. Um, 
I think now she just she wants to feel accepted and she's got her job back. She's in a relationship with a forester. Um, so I think she's probably just blinded by that. I'm being accepted into this family. I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm ignore the signs that this is probably not the best idea. I honestly, if I was Zoe, I would have been a little bit uncomfortable considering she hasn't really met Douglas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would want to meet somebody's child and get comfortable with that person's child before I enter into a serious relationship, let alone get engaged. Mm-hmm. But she hasn't she hasn't really met Douglas and gotten comfortable with Douglas. Um, and like you said, Thomas had never said that he loved her before he proposed. So, yeah, I think there, I think it's that whole situation is a little ridiculous. Now there is a, you know, as they say, devil's advocate on the other side of this thing with Zoe is that she has no one. I mean, I think her mom is in Europe and her father is in prison. Xander has gone back to London. And she has no friends. And so basically before she ran into Thomas in the hallway, she was homeless. Yeah. So she had no money, no job because of everything that happened with Beth, no money, no job, no place to stay. And there is some thoughts that she's trying to hang on to whatever. I mean, now you got Thomas professing love. He's buying her diamond jewelry. He's giving her a place to stay, you know, her job back. Is part of this influenced by that too, or is it just straight emotional? What do you think? Um, I think it, I think, I think it's a little of both. I think it's a little um, uh, emotional because now she's, she's got someone that is telling her all the things that she wants to hear. Mm-hmm. As far as how he feels about her, mm-hmm. and she's getting um, the the gifts and um, her job, she's getting monetary perks as well. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think mean, mm-hmm. it would have been smarter of Thomas, in my opinion, if he really wanted to make Hope jealous. It would have been smarter of Thomas to actually get Douglas to like Zoe by introducing her in the right way. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Then to than the opposite of where Douglas doesn't want anything to do with Zoe. And because that makes it obvious when Douglas goes to Hope and says, my daddy wants to marry you. He doesn't want to marry Zoe. He told me so. Wow. Wouldn't that have made more sense? Yeah. I mean, honestly, writers, if you happen to get a hold to this podcast, you heard what Miss Keisha said. Maybe you can put that in a storyline, kind of switch it up a little bit. Have her connect yeah. with Douglas. I mean, honestly, that would have been great. Because remember, the connection between those two starts with Douglas. So if right. you really wanted to get to Hope, get her, get Zoe involved with Douglas. Not Zoe involved with you so much. Get Zoe yeah. involved with Douglas, whereas the, Douglas is like, oh my God, Zoe's so fun. She's so great. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God, that that would be great. God, that would have been a different way to go, girl. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> that's one part of it. So, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how um, that unfolds where, you know, if, if, if it's Vinny, 
that actually step up with the plate to the plate and say anything. What do you think about Steffi? Now, see, the thing is, I know Ridge, Ridge being a father, his feelings is, oh my God, I want to hope the best of my son. He looks like he's doing what he's supposed to do, but Steffi knows better, right? Right. Why is she, um, you know, why is it that she's not telling everybody, oh, you know, Thomas called me to tell me to kiss Liam a couple weeks ago to so yeah. Hope can see it and break up. I mean, that should tell you that your brother's still manipulating, but you're not saying anything. What's your thoughts on that? I don't really know why she is still acting as if Thomas's feelings are genuine, Zoe, when she knows that I I think I think what it might be, which she's too smart for this, mm-hmm. is maybe she's thinking Thomas is doing this for her because <clears throat> because he wants Liam and Steffi together. Not not because he wants to be with Hope. She's too smart for that, though. We know that that's not true. I mean, honestly, they, they... I go ahead. I was just gonna say, but I I think she's also afraid to say anything now because she knows what the truth is, and every once in a while, Liam will say, "Well, it's not like you knew Hope was gonna be there. It's not like, um, you know, you set this up or whatever." And I think, I think now because there's been like a couple of days that have passed she probably doesn't know how to to tell him or she's just afraid to tell him because she was part of that of that little Mm -hmm. setup not to me not that it matters much because um he reciprocated that kiss he should Mm -hmm. have he should have immediately when she grabbed his face should have pushed her away and said no thank you that's yep. the problem that I have with Liam is that he he doesn't put his foot down Mm-mm. with Steffi. Nope. He yes, he goes and he picks hope every time, but anytime Steffi has a weak moment and wants to be flirty and lovey dovey with him, he 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 receives it. He allows it, and he doesn't mm-hmm. tell her, "No, Steffi, we're not doing this. I'm I I'm not in love with you like that. I always care about you, but I'm not in love with you. I'm in love with hope. I want to be with hope." And I don't know why he just won't do that. And you know what? It's clear. It's perfectly clear. And Liam has made it clear within the past week or two to Steffi directly that it's clear that he wants to be with Hope. Yeah. I mean, even though he's enjoying spending time with her and Kelly and and having a, his choice mentally and emotionally is Hope. Yeah. And for Steffi to sit up there and just let him... You know, I mean, granted, I, I, I'm not against the fact, I mean, at all, he should be there with his son. I, I mean, with her, with his daughter. But the the parts when it comes to Steffi, you need to tell that dude, okay, you know what? You need, you got all this money. Tell your dad to find you a new place. Exactly. Stay with your brother. You need to get up out of my house. You exactly. You your daughter anytime you want to, but you, you ain't got nothing for me. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to move in here to spend time with your daughter. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 crazy um, with how this is going, but you know, hopefully we'll get to see how this un- unfolds um, in regards to 
you know, the whole thing with Zoe and Thomas and Hope and yeah. Douglas. And then there was one other thing before we move on to the Sally storyline is when Hope, I guess she heard and purposely, you know, Thomas wanted to do that to make all the right. noise while they were supposed to be beginning their love making session. And then <laughs> Hope, <laughs> Hope break, breaks up in there. Come on. You know what? You got to stop. You're making too much noise in so many words. Do yeah. you think that that was the right way for her to do that? Or, I mean, obviously, Thomas anticipated that response from her. Right. But, or could she knock on the door and say, Thomas, can I talk to you for a minute? What do you think? She definitely should have knocked on the door and waited for mm-hmm. someone to respond. She mm-hmm. has no right to barge into some anybody's bedroom regardless of why she's barging in, regardless of the fact that, because Douglas was asleep, for one. Uh, he didn't hear I was going to say that. Exactly. He did not hear anything that was going on in there, so she should have knocked on that door, waited for a response, and then just let Thomas know, just so you know, I can hear you guys in Douglas's room. He's asleep right now, but for future reference, um, you can hear when you guys are being loud in that room, so just keep that in mind. She she was ridiculous barging in like that. And then not only barging in, but standing in there even though they were in the bed together. I mean, I would have been pissed if I was Zoe. I yeah, I mean, Zoe, bar- she barely had clothes on. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think, you know what? I actually think with that particular scene, that was nothing that had nothing to do with Douglas. That had all to do with Jealousy. Hope. She didn't like what she was hearing. And she went and yeah. she didn't want them having sex. Now the question is, why didn't she? You don't want Thomas. So what does it matter? If she right. had an issue with Douglas waking up, why not take that that room got a cabin outside. It got multiple bedrooms. You got a cabin of your own. You could have took Douglas. Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna take Douglas to my house. Right, y'all have a good time. She could have did that exactly. too, right? Yep, she sure could have. You know, I it, He's playing right into Thomas's hands. Exactly. You know, so for her to act like, oh, you're going to wake him up. You're making too much noise. You're doing too much, girl. You wanted to stop them from doing what they was doing. Now, one other thing, when you think about Zoe telling her, you know what? I'm the one in this bed. I'm the one wearing the ring on my finger. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) (laughs) I like that she said that to her. Somebody needs to stand up to hope, right? Yeah. You know. That's one thing that annoys me about hope is that she walks around thinking that she can tell everybody else how to live their lives and what to do. Just like when she made the decision when she thought she lost lost Beth and made that decision to break up with Liam or get, you know, get their marriage annulled and -hmm. tell Liam to go be with Steffi. Like, why are you trying to run everybody's life? Exactly. Leave that woman alone and you deal with your grief with your husband the way you deal with it and stop trying to push um, other people onto each other or trying to create lives for everybody else. Like, what in the world? Exactly. That has always annoyed me about her. I mean, it's, it's, she's like the focal point, you know, and I'm going to be the center of attention, but at the same time, I'm going to tell you guys, you know, how to live. And I know yeah. there are some Hope fans out there because there is a Hope and Steffi fan base out there. I've yeah, seen there it. Is. 
and yep. it can be really, really interesting to see. So, you know, I mean, they both girls have their issues. We just talked about the yeah. Steffi issues. We now just talked about the Hope issues. But I will say Annika and Jacqueline are excellent actresses. With Yes, they are. You know, and even Scott Clifton, and we've already talked about <coughs> Matt Atkinson. So they're doing excellent jobs when it comes to that. Um, and I think, was there anything else we missed this week with regards to Zoe and Hope and Vinny and Steffi and Ridge? No? No, I just... The last thing I'm going to say about it is I just want the, I want that little, um, the whole kiss episode between Steffi and Liam. I want that to come out so okay. that can stop riding on, uh, Steffi's conscience. Mm-hmm. But when it gotcha. does come out, I hope, which I doubt it's going to happen, but I hope that hope says to Liam, yes, maybe they set that up, but you reciprocated that kiss with Steffi. So regardless of how it happened, it still happened. And I ding, still don't ding, ding, you. ding, ding. Exactly. Exactly. Because no matter if, if they set that whole thing in motion, that don't mean that Liam had to fall in line. Even though exactly. Steffi knew what was up, even though Thomas knew what was up, that doesn't mean Liam could have easily put her put his hands up like whoa, whoa, whoa what you doing no exactly I just I just proposed to hope why would I be kissing you you know what I mean right that's and to me that's what mattered in that situation was Liam's Liam's actions not what hope not what uh Steffi did not what Thomas set up but what Liam's reaction was to what Steffi did and he didn't react the way he should have reacted <coughs> yeah yeah pretty much Okay, so, and then one other thing, too, about Hope is that spend some time with Beth for a change. Yes. I know you love Douglas, but you were missing your baby for seven months. So, you know, go home and spend some time with her, too. You know, show her some right. love. Not saying that you don't love your child, but we ain't seen too much on screen. Um, right. The interactions between you and your daughter, we seen more of you and Douglas, so. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. So we're going to now unpack this last thing, uh, which is the toward the end of the show about Sally and her illness. Now, it's interesting. I don't know. I've I've heard so many directions that the storyline can go, but it's interesting how, huh? We don't know what this terminal illness actually is as the fans watching the show, right? I don't think so. So. I didn't think they had said what it was, but I, I saw somebody comment on one of the pages that the doctor at one point said that it was some kind of tumor. But I don't I ever didn't hear remember that. I didn't, I didn't ever remember hearing it either. I mean, if you guys in the audience, if you heard anything that we missed, I don't think so. But, you know, shoot us over a message, um, you know, after the show airs. Um, and everything on whether or not you guys have heard anything, but I haven't heard anything about that. I mean, that when she was in the office with Katie a couple weeks ago, um, yeah. we were on the outside looking in through the window, per se, and we just saw her reaction. We never heard what the illness was, right? Which was kind of weird, you know, like when 
and kind of crossing back over the YNR, we heard what was wrong with Nikki and her MS. We heard what was wrong with with uh, Sharon and her breast cancer and type two. And we heard what was wrong with Victor with his, I forgot the name of that blood disease he has, mm-hmm. but this one is like, she got a terminal illness. Okay. What right. is it? And they yeah, had us really understand why they aren't telling us. Yeah. And they had it on a cliffhanger that she's going to get her results today. And then we never found out. Right. So, anywho, whatever this cliffhanger is, I mean, whatever this disease is, I should say, it's, she's going to be gone in a month. Remember they said that? Yep. And we see her with shaky limbs and headaches and all of this stuff. Now, that brings Katie into this. Now, do you think that it was okay for uh, Katie to share the business? Um... I don't agree with Katie telling Wyatt. Okay. Because I don't feel like she had a reason to tell Wyatt. Mm-hmm. I I don't mind that she told um, Ridge and Steffi because now Ridge and Steffi know why her designs haven't been up to par like they normally are. Right. So I, I didn't really mind that one. But it bothered me that she told Wyatt because now... Wyatt is using it. He's basically doing what's what Sally didn't want him to do. She knew that if he found out she was dying, that he would feel obligated to be there for her and take care of her. And she didn't want that. Which and exactly. now that's what he's doing is giving her a a, um, a pity um uh, a pity relationship, basically. Yeah. <coughs> yep. Pretty much because, I mean, it's it's so crazy that, first of all, Katie was like, if anybody needs to know, it needs to be Wyatt. No, if anybody needs to know, it needs to be her sister. It needs yeah. to be her grandmother. It needs to be her family. They should be the first people to know. I mean, just say this all plays out and Sally passes away. We don't know. I'm not predicting anything, but just hypothetical. If this was a scenario that Sally was, she had passed away, and her family knew nothing about this, yeah, they would be upset. Yep, they would be upset. So, I mean, for for Katie to say, if anybody needs to know, Wyatt is the one that needs to know. No, not really. Right, the man that broke her heart twice, twice, not once, twice. Right. Okay. You for know, the same person. Now, exactly. Now, I do agree with you on the fact that Forrester needs to know because that's her job. I mean, what happens if, you know, some, God forbid, some, just say, like I said before, it played it out and she did pass away and she just happened to drop dead at work. Forrester is going to be like, dang, what happened? Why didn't we know? Yeah. You yeah. know, this could be a liability. Is it our fault? They didn't know. If she didn't right. tell him. So do you well let me ask you this. Do you think it should have been should Katie had enforced Stally to tell the foresters instead of Katie going behind her back? Yeah, I probably would have um if I was in <coughs> if I was in Katie's position, I probably would have um tried to force Sally to to tell them. I don't think that I would have told her business myself. 
Yeah, I, I, I honestly would have been like, look, I don't care about Wyatt. You need to let your parent, I mean, your family know, and you need to let the foresters know. No, I don't want to tell anybody. I don't want nobody to pity me. This ain't about pity with the foresters. This is your yeah. job. Yeah. You know, but Katie was more coming from a more of an emotional aspect versus this is how this should go that, you know, and granted, you know, um, Sally put her foot down and was like, no, I don't want nobody to know. No, 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 no. You know, so the other part of this package is Wyatt and Flo. Do you think it's realistic what Flo is saying? Hey, you know what? Let's take a break. You go over there and date her till she passes on and then you can come back to me. No, I think I think that whole thing is ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, I think it's I, I don't like it because now they're trying to paint Flo again as this um, saintly, selfless, I'm doing this for Sally because she's dying um, type of person. And I hate that they're doing that with her. It annoys me that she's getting that type of... Um, storyline because now you got Katie going in there and telling her how much she appreciates and admires what she's doing and and how how she's such a great person because she's sacrificing her relationship to Wyatt and Wyatt is telling her how great of a person she is and I don't I don't like Flo. (laughs) I I don't like Flo because (laughs) she kidnapped that little baby and she helped sell it and somehow she made herself the victim in the situation. Um, I know, right? And then, and I just, I don't like the way that they're doing Sally. Like, you, now you've you've had this is going to be because here's what I'm thinking. Maybe I'm jumping the gun, but I I think that I think Sally's going to end up surviving, and now we're going to have Wyatt for a third time having to break Sally's heart to go back to Flo because he doesn't really want to be with Sally. He's doing it out of pity. Yep. Isn't this, and I know you watched Bold forever, basically. Isn't this a similar storyline to when Katie was sick? Remember that storyline back in the day where she kind of got into a pity relationship? I think it was Nick Maroney. Yes. Yep. It it seems like, a, and somebody mentioned that in, in the groups. I think that, that was when Bridget and Nick were together and then Nick ended up in a rela- in a relationship with Katie or something because she was sick. I can't remember exactly how that whole storyline went. Exactly. It it seems like they said, hmm, you know what, let's pull something from the the old archives yeah. and see if we can do it with this couple, which is ex- is is eerie similar yeah. to what happened, like you say, with Bridget, Katie and Nick Maroney, you know. Yeah. And so like you said, it's a possible because remember Bridget, and I know a lot of people know this, she's coming back to the show for a minute. Mm-hmm. So Bridget is a physician. Yep. The question is, is she the one that's going to come up with this great idea to save Sally? Probably. Probably. We don't know. To really have her back right now. Exactly. I mean, because if it's based on the Zoe and Thomas wedding, she could care less about that. So she's not right. coming back for that wedding. So what else is it could be? You know, I, I, we're just throwing scenarios out there. Not a spoiler. But I mean, if it happens, 
that means Wyatt is going to be stuck, and Flo is going to be on the outside looking in, and it's go—it's all their fault because you can't play these type of games. Yeah. Just say, for example, I understand that they know that the girl is dying so far, but that doesn't mean that Wyatt had to break up his whatever relationship he had with Flo in order to help Sally. Right. You know what I mean? And so, and then too, like you said, they're trying to redeem him. I mean, redeem her. Just like we was talking about how they're trying to clean up Adam. Yeah. You know, I think they're trying to clean up Flo too. Yeah. And they're doing it at the expense of Sally. Yep. Yep. And then the other thing is, how is Forrester, because now they're playing into her designs and Rich say, oh, your design is going to be part of our couture life. Yeah. Now, how are you going to explain that when you really don't want that girl to be on the couture line for, forever now if she was to stick around? Yeah. So my guess is with that whole... Well, the other part of that, too, is what are they going to do about Steffi's line? If they're selling her yeah. shoes on couture, who's going to be Steffi's designer? Well, is this showdown even actually going on? Did they drop that storyline? Because there was a showdown between yeah. Thomas and Hope and Steffi and Sally. I didn't hear them say anything about dropping the storyline, the showdown storyline. Okay. I don't think yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if Sally gets better, her design, because it wasn't that they never liked her designs. That's why Steffi wanted her to design for her. So maybe whatever this cure could be, um, if she gets cured once she's feels better then her designs will be back up to par and they won't have to worry about firing her right well that's true and they'd be like oh you know we want to move you go over back and help Steffi blah 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 just say if the storyline goes that she gets healthy and she's not gonna die and they find this magical cure or whatever um are they gonna just move her back to where she was because that's the problem. Everybody's faking right now. Yeah. I mean, and I, I granted they're trying to make her feel better, but two minutes before, you know, Steffi and Ridge found out about her illness, they were gonna they were gonna give her the boot. Yeah. You know, and the same thing with Wyatt. Wyatt was and and Sally was about. I mean, and uh, Flo was about to move in together. Yeah. So everybody's like oh let's let we want to make her happy and blah 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 but what happens when this all blows up in you guys's face her the job part of it is more redeemable mm-hmm. because that's true because once she gets better then she can start focusing again and she won't have the shaky hands and she can get back to designing like she was she had been doing all these years before the relationship mm-hmm. part of it is going to be the tricky part because Wyatt's going to have to explain to her, I, I was lying to you this entire time. I was only doing this to make you feel better. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see how both of these storylines come out. And then the other thing is with all this flattery, because she hasn't been getting this type of flattery in weeks with all this flattery, shouldn't there be a bell going off in Sally's head like, okay, yeah, Katie snitched. That's, I think that was what was happened, what happened on Friday's episode. Bill was um, telling White and Flo that 
Sally is probably catching on. That's why she wanted to see Katie, which I guess Katie explained her way out of it, but well, actually, she didn't. She didn't. But you, were, I don't know. We remember on Friday, she never directly answered the question, and Sally just moved on with her conversation. She didn't uh-huh. hold Katie to a yes or a no. She was like, "Did you tell somebody?" And she said, "Well, why? Why would you ask that?" And she was like, "Oh, everybody's being, you know, he's being nice to me. He's saying these things and blah blah blah." And I'm just trying to understand it. And Katie was like, "But isn't that a great thing?" And she was like, "It's wonderful. It's great. It's awesome. I've been wanting him to say those things, and I yeah. want him back because I really love him." And then Katie went into, well, you should take advantage of it while you can. So there was never Sally holding her to her question, like, give me a yes or no. Did you tell somebody? Sally kind of helped her out of the conversation. (laughs) And, you know, Katie made answers that really didn't give a direct answer. So she didn't lie. But at the same time, Sally helped her way through the conversation, too. And she just let it go. I can't believe Katie so, is encouraging this um, fake relationship that Wyatt is doing with her. Yeah, I, you know, and they keep asking Flo, are you sure? Are you sure this is what you really want? Flo is like, yeah, we need to make her happy, blah, 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 blah. You know, and it's like, yeah, okay, this is about to blow up. Yeah. <laughs> because, because, because he asked I Sally to move in with Sally her. Is- Exactly. And I mean, I've heard rumors that they might get married or something. I don't know how, if that's actually true or not. But what, just say, what if, you know, Wyatt decides to marry this girl? Now, you stuck in a marriage. She's well. Your true girlfriend is on the outside looking yep. in. And it's like, oh my God, what did I do? Yeah. <clears throat> and then he's going to have to face so, the. the- breaking her heart for a third time to go back to flow. Yeah, but the question is, is he going to do it? You know what I mean? If he doesn't, I bet what's going to happen, if this, if all of this plays out in this way, him and Flo mm-hmm. are going to end up um, having an affair and it's going to break them up anyway. Yep. Because then either Sally probably might catch them or you know, whatever the situation is with that. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that go and to kind of give you a couple of spoilers because we're coming to the end of this episode of CBS Soap Recap for the week of February 24th. Um, look like some things might catch up with Mr. Thomas. So we'll see what those are. Yeah. Okay. Um, Katie might slip up in regards to what she's been hiding with Sally. So we'll see how that goes. And then one other question before we kind of uh, close everything up. Do you think Zoe and Carter is a good match? No. I <laughs> said no. So here's my my um the couples that I would like to see together. Okay. I actually like Thomas and Zoe together. I do So too. I was hoping, like, when they first started the whole Thomas-Zoe thing, I was hoping that Thomas would eventually just end up really falling for Zoe, and then he would forget about Hope. 
Um, but we mm-hmm. see that that hasn't really happened so far. So I would, I would like to see Thomas and Zoe work out. I want to see Carter and Steffi together. Okay. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Somebody else said the same thing that they want a Steffi Carter thing. Yeah, because but I don't know if that's gonna happen. He's such a good. I I love Carter's character, and they just they don't do anything with him. He's like nope. a wasted um, character on that show. So I feel like if they put him in a relationship with Steffi, that would bring him more into the storylines. It would get her out of Liam's orbit as far as, you know, romantic uh, romantic feelings go. And mm-hmm. they can put Liam back with Hope if they want to, or they can put Liam and actually, I'd rather see Liam and Sally together. And just okay. bring on somebody new for Hope. Really? Because a lot of people are saying <laughs> that they kind of want something new for Steffi. I wouldn't mind something new for Steffi. I just don't want her and Liam back together. Okay. Yeah, I think actually the person that needs to be by himself is Liam and raise his kids. Yeah, because probably he, right. You know, even if they did bring on somebody new for him, he would be going back and forth probably between that person and Hope yeah. or somebody. You know. So I honestly think that they need to remove Liam out of that orbit. And if you guys in the audience think, let us know who your favorite couples is on both shows or who would you like to put together, the match on match. Who would you guys like to put together that are not together? I mean, if you wanted to see um, a different character, we know just, for example, on the Young and the Restless, you got Devon and Elena. Would you want Devon with Amanda? Would you want Elena to do a chem test with Billy, you know, mix up some stuff, put your ideal couple who, you know, you think that you want, you know, who else I've seen people say that they should put Steffi with is Vinny. I don't know about that one. What do you think? Vinny seems too goofy. (laughs) There, Maybe, maybe put Vinny and I wouldn't mind seeing Vinny and Zoe together. But I couldn't. Really? I couldn't picture Vinny and Steffi together. He seems. She seems a too mature character wise than Vinny. Vinny seems like a a frat boy, a, a college mm. frat boy type of character. I, I don't. Well, I don't see them I mean, together. I, you know what? When they when I saw that on on one of in one of the groups, I'm like, hmm, I wonder. But, you know, Hope and Vinny, I mean, not Hope. Oh, God, no. Um, Zoe and Vinny would be okay, I would think. But remember, Vinny is supposed to have a so-called girlfriend already. But that doesn't mean that they can break that up and put yeah. it with another character. Yeah. But I was hoping, like you, for Zoe and Thomas. I was hoping that with him being around Zoe, that maybe... He could fall for her in the process, truly fall for her. And, you know, they actually make a relationship of it. But it's clear that Thomas is using her to get to hope. So I don't think that's going to happen. Boo-hoo. So, anywho, did you have anything else for Bold uh, on this week's um, recap? Um, Anything we missed? Nope, I don't think so. Nope. Okay. 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 Cool. 
So, you guys, um, we can be uh, heard on five different platforms. We can be heard on uh, Breakers. We can be heard on Anchor app. We also can be heard on Google Podcast and also Spotify. So, um, if you want to, I put the link in about five or six different groups. So, if you happen to click the link to listen to this podcast, we want you to sit back, grab something to drink. I don't care if it's a glass of water to a glass of wine. Sit back and enjoy the recap. We were missing one person, um, but hopefully uh, they'll be on, on our next episode. Our episodes are every Sunday. It might vary in time because um, I know, Keisha, your schedule may be different. So on the Sunday that, you know, you're unavailable, we can move it to a later time to, to accommodate you. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so um, that's no problem, but we want to make sure that we get together, have a fun time, chat about the soaps, give a recap, talk about some spoilers, up and coming soap news, everything regarding CBS soaps recap. So I want to thank everybody for listening and for coming out and spending time with the two of us today. And we look forward to talking to you next Sunday after we rec- uh, we will recap the March 2nd week of soap. So anything else you got, Keisha, before we go? Nope, I don't have anything more to add. Okie doke. This was fun, though. So we will... It was, it was, it was. So, and I look forward to speaking with you again um, next week, and we're going to chat it up again, okay? Talk to you guys later. Have a great week, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.